0: game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Here's Brouchard from the left point. Tips! Go!
1: Shard. And this game's tied at once. Big David turns it right back, gets in over the line to dry sidle. He'll cut to the middle, hit shot Lankin, and say rebound on oh, the chance for Hyman. He scores. Zach Hyman stayed with it. Oh, it looked man. like Dante Fabro had stopped it, and it gets in. Oilers are up two to one. Skating after it quickly, Hyman pokes it to the net, scores. Patrick. Swept his stick at it,
2: and the Oilers are up 6-3. A gigantic performance by the Oilers' top guns leaves the Predators toothless again. Zach Hyman with a hat trick. Leon Dreisaitl, five points. Connor McDavid, four points. And the Oilers take it 6-3 over the Predators. They have won eight consecutive meetings with Nashville. Dreisaitl in two games this season against Nashville has 10 points. He has 30 points in his last 10 games against the Predators. As the Oilers did what they had to do tonight, they jumped all over a depleted Nashville lineup and uh, get the two points for their seventh win in their last 10 games. They are now 17 and 13 on the season. Thanks for joining us. It's 8:57. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, Nashville did enough to sort of make it semi-interesting um but the orders were pretty much in control of this game and uh, i mean they they play again on monday
3: (laughs) (laughs) the The national needs some players to come back from injury before these two teams play again their back ends just it's not strong enough right now uh without uh, i mean tonight they got gravel playing that was his second game of the season on on the back end they've got uh jordan gross that was his seventh game i don't even know did roland McCowan play tonight number 55 for nashville on the back end that's how much we we saw of him that would have been his. he he did play 1401 yes so that's his second game so that's three defensemen that have played uh two games seven games and two games on the season right they're playing in the american hockey so half your defense is American Hockey League defense, and you're going up against Connor and Leon and Nuge and Yamamoto and Zach Hyman. They just couldn't compete. Uh, and then you have a, a group of forwards that uh, are pretty good transitionally, and you think of, you, you know, they got Duchesne there that that plays well, Niederreiter that it goes for Forsberg, but not as good defensively. And so they're playing a, a an Oiler team that has more talent up front, much more... Skilled on the back end, it just didn't bode well for the Nashville Predators. And Campbell, after a uh, an iffy first goal, played much better. So the Oilers were better in all facets of the game and, and should be because in today's game, because of the injuries in the back end to Nashville, the Oilers had a much better lineup dressed. And you could tell by, by game's end that the Nashville Predators just wanted this thing to be over. Campbell stops
2: 29 out of 32. So he's back in the win column. Yeah, the first goal against was... Not, not a great one long shot by glass looked like it ticked CC on the way in but it went right through him and I have to admit I was like oh man like he hasn't played <laughs> in a week and a half for almost two weeks and that's the, the goal that he lets in on the first shot but you know after, after that uh, pretty solid when he was tested he was able to hold the fort uh, the Johansson goal was a one-timer he was actually a cross that went in off his pad and then the Fabro with a great shot on, on the third goal for Nashville but for the most part you know shaky first goal but Campbell did what he needs to do
3: he did and, and i'm sure he and his teammates will feel pretty good about the fact that he got the win tonight uh the oilers uh, as well as good as they were offensively there were a couple sloppy moment moments in their back end and campbell had to bail them out the Oilers did give up the five on three penalties or power play against and they needed to rely on campbell on that as well uh it was not you know a perfect performance by Campbell but certainly one he can build off and it's a confidence builder it's much easier watching video of things you did wrong after you get a victory and that's what Campbell got so uh, a game that the Oilers should win the Oilers did win and Campbell in his first game in a while was good enough, and he was the better of the two goalies by far.
2: All right, so 6-3, the Oilers take it. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, like tonight, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. Head to our website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. The Oilers two for two on the power play, Rob. I'm just going to update their percentage for the season uh they're at 31 and a half percent now for the year
3: uh, that's just silly seriously that that is silly uh you just cannot afford to take a penalty against the Edmonton Oilers uh they're just too dangerous in all aspects there's there's uh, every single player that's on the ice on their power play is the ability to score from wherever they're standing and everyone on the the ice uh is capable of making very good to great passes Uh, there's just as a defender there's no one that you can say okay we're gonna leave that guy on the side uh, because he's not as dangerous they all are dangerous and uh, you're giving the two best players in the world extra time and space on the ice Uh, it's this power play we've we've had callers call in and you've said that you think the power play can be a 30% power play could be better than it was the year before well this year right now, it is better than it has been in the last number of years, and that was a great power play that it's better than. So too dangerous for teams to take penalties against.
2: 30th game of the season for the Oilers. Leon Dreisettle has 13 power play goals. The NHL record is Tim Kerr with 34 in 85-86. That's another little thing I'm going to throw out there for people to watch. I mean, he's basically right around that pace.
3: Tim and They, they score completely different goals. Tim Kerr would stand... 15 feet from the net and guys with fire pucks he would touch everything and if there was a rebound he was a monster of a man and he put the rebound in uh leon does it differently but yeah their power play is that good that he's capable of throwing in another 21 power play goals to break record the others by season's end might have a couple records if their power play continues the way it's going
2: five players now obviously the power play stats don't go back to the they go back to the late 70s. So, who know? Well, they didn't. You know, the Canadians teams that changed the power play rule. They didn't play as many games either. So, uh, five players have had 30 or more power play goals in a season. So, Tim Kerr, 34 and 85, 86. Dave Andrichuk with Buffalo and Toronto had 32 in 92, 93. Three 31 goal seasons. Joan Newendyk with Calgary in 87, 88. Mm-hmm. And Mario Lemieux did it twice in '95-'96. He got to 31, and in '88-'89, he
3: got to 31. Well, he had some great line mates. Obviously, that was getting him those kind of goals. I, I think I had in the 20s one year. I think. You I did. Can, I think so.
2: Power play goals? Well, I'm finding out right now. I don't know. I'm going to guess I did. You had 24 power play goals I in '88-'89. Oh. That is tied for the. 31st best power play scoring season of all time
3: just has leon got more than that before?
2: leon has 24 leon had 24 so me and leon in are uh, 21 22. Ah!
3: me and leon more or less the same player
2: <laughs> more or less yes that's true <laughs>
3: more, people can more.
2: pick people can pick one of the other more or less
3: yeah, more of the less i think what we're trying to i, I don't know why i threw <laughs> or in there more of it should have been all right so the oilers take it
2: 6-3, yeah, certainly fill in the net tonight for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. $600 donation tonight to 6-3 uh, to Chet Santa's Anonymous as they give $100 every time the Oilers score. All right, let's go back to nashville he is at the mic for eclipse restoration named one of western canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca head coach jay woodcroft
4: Sure. yeah i i don't i can't explain it um but he seems to uh do well against this team uh personally but as i said i think most importantly he's more worried about us playing the game the right way and and finding two points and i thought that line was very good tonight and you know the personal success i know for leon dry will come second to winning we've talked so much about depth scoring as of late but How nice is it to just have a a line that can go out and put up six goals on a night? Yeah, I mean they paced us uh, tonight. Um, Offensively, they were they were feeling it. Um, You know, we were able to uh, not overtax them either, and it it was a tight game. I mean, their their team pushed in the the second period. They pushed in the third period, but um, we were able to get good contribution from that line. They didn't uh, they didn't have an answer for them tonight on on tonight's occasion but I also I saw a lot of other really good plays I saw a lot of self-sacrifice on the penalty kill I thought Jock Campbell had a good night I thought our penalty penalty kill as a whole had a good night and um, and for me you know like I see Derek Ryan uh, dive to block a shot or get physical I see uh, some of the plays Cody CeCe made tonight Um, I see uh, Nugent Hopkins line continuing to relish the role of Uh, being top-notch checkers that to me is what helps um, a team uh, become a team and uh, in this last 10 game segment uh, the the team's done real well and uh, we're looking to build on it
5: when the goalie's pulled do you know that Zach has not not had a hat trick yet and he's out there Jesse playing some shifts on
4: the yeah I wasn't aware uh, that he had never had a career hat trick but uh, um you know that type of thing very rarely enters into my mind I'm trying to do the right thing for the team in the moment and whatever that is uh, I follow my experience and my my instinct and, and the advice of uh, our coaching staff but um, you know I'm happy for Zach that he got his first one uh, I thought he was gonna get it uh, when he was playing with uh, you know Ryan and Shore or Ryan and and there he had a couple of good looks as well but I wasn't aware that it was his first career tri- trick. Zach or Jack said the first one goes in and he's
5: saying oh man then be bounced back. So, what were you thinking when the first one went?
4: I have, I got confidence. Yeah, yeah. I got confidence in Jack Campbell. Um, yeah. You know, I, I go to the team. I don't go to you know uh, whether it was a good goal or a bad goal. It was a tip, and um, you know Jack's put in good work and he made some big saves for us tonight. We were talking about the penalty kill. Well, he's a big part of that, and um, you know I think uh, he's got to feel good at the end of the evening. Uh, that he helped our team win in a tight, competitive game. So important was that 5-on-3 at the end of the Yeah, it was huge. I think that might have been our first 5-on-3 that we killed off fully. Uh, I think we've had a couple other ones where it's, uh, you know, maybe a team scored right at the tail end of a 5-on-3 or whatnot. But um, I think it's important for our confidence. I think our penalty kill is improving. Uh, we're getting good contributions there. But certainly when your goaltender uh, makes some big saves, that's, that's key to it.
5: So last night was tight 2-1, uh, tonight it's more wide open. Is that the difference in the two teams that you played against or both teams are played last night and are a little tired and you got a little more going?
4: I don't know. I think... Um I think our team uh, can win games in different fashions and um, you know we didn't set out to make it as close as it was there like it got a little closer than we wanted it to Um, but um, you know we were able to finish it off the right way I I see growth you know one thing we talked about in between periods was you know the last time we played this team was at the beginning of November end of October somewhere around that range and I think we were up five five one going into the third period, and then it kind of got loose on us. Maybe it was 5-2. But it got loose, and uh, we we weren't happy with that. Our team, I think, has learned some lessons along the way, and tonight's third period was another mature, uh, professional third period where we locked it down. You know, we gave up a few chances, but we didn't break, and we are able to get um, the empty net goal and make it 6-3. So I think... uh, that's a positive sign. I think our team is um, taking steps forward in learning uh, how to check to win and uh, how when you have a night where you score four or five, that should be enough to win if you check the right way. And, and uh, I thought we did that in the third grade. Before I let you go, what does Zach bring to the line to
5: complement the, the other two guys who score lots of goals on the rush? They, they're you
4: know, fantastic players. What does Zach add to that? Well, you know, I said this yesterday before the Minnesota game, but I see someone who brings a positive attitude, first of all. Um, He's passionate. He exudes passion uh, for the game and I said yesterday and I believe this that he has an insatiable appetite to get better So he's buoyed by the challenge of playing with two great players like Connor and Leon and I think what he brings to that line is a Measure of physicality. I think he has a little bit of grease around the net front um, with two painters um, and uh, I think uh, they complement each other, so uh, and it's gone
5: well for them. Different ending last night; he gets butt ended in the face by yeah. flurry, and tonight he gets the empty header to the,
4: yeah. End of the net. Yeah. Uh, you know what, it, it I think he had gone eight or nine games without scoring a goal, but he had numerous chances. So, um, you know, sometimes um, results lag performance a little bit. And uh, so it's nice to see him get rewarded with three tonight. And, you know, it's, I'm sure, something that he can continue to build on in a career year for
2: him. Thanks, All right, that is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 6-3 win over the Predators. Hyman with a hat trick and four points. McDavid, four points. Dreissel, five points. While you were listening to that, Alexander Ovechkin completed a hat trick for Washington in Chicago to make it 5-2 with just over 13 minutes left. Career goal number 800 for Alex Ovechkin. All his teammates came onto the ice to congratulate him. Uh, Hats were thrown onto the ice. The Chicago uh, faithful gave him a standing ovation. That lasted a few minutes. The game has resumed. So Ovechkin, the third player to score 800 NHL goals. He's one behind Gordie Howe. And Wayne Gretzky, of course, still leading the way at 894.
3: Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Just watching it here, the respect shown to him by the Chicago Blackhawk fans, that was an extended standing ovation. The entire Washington Capitol team came on the ice to congratulate him, including their backup goaltender. Uh, What's amazing is he's 30 what, 37 years old? His 20th goal in the season, you're not supposed to get, I mean, he, he's supposed to be slowing down. And he just seems to be getting better with age and absolutely amazing that he is continuing to go at this rate, this late in his career. And the once thought never to be duplicated or come anyone come close to record for goals in the history of the National Hockey League, uh is now the chase is on ovechkin going after wayne gretzky's record of was it 894. 894. he's 94 goals behind him and i think doesn't alex the great have four or five years left on his contract he's got long term so uh it's gonna it, it just makes for exciting hockey to see a record of a legend from here in edmonton being chased down as Alex Ovechkin is trying to be the greatest goal scorer in the history of the National Hockey League.
2: Okay, Oilers take down the Predators 6-3. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way, plus more from the Oilers dressing room. This is Hartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chair. To let it go from the right point, that misses as well. You almost
1: see it from the left. He got drilled along the boards. A solid hit by Derek
2: Ryan. You don't expect that from Derek Ryan. Just a big-time stick. All right, Cam and Bob calling our crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting the Oilers crunch the Predators again. 6-3 is the final, so an eight-game winning streak for the Oilers against the Predators. 40-18 is the goal differential, obviously led by Leon Draisaitl, who gets five points tonight, and he helps Shane win a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. I set the line at two and a half. Points by Drysital tonight. Well, he's well over for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. Congratulations to Shane. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Chris on the line. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. How's it going, Reid? Good.
6: Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just call about. Uh, uh, it's the, uh, the uh, general manager. All the ducks has been following around the orders. I got a feeling that uh, uh, Jesse is going to get traded uh, for a fourth round
3: pick. What do you thought? Well, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know if they, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's worth Ford for a fourth round now due to the fact that he makes $3 million. Um, maybe a change of scenery will rejuvenate him. I, I don't know. Uh, But the the Anaheim Ducks are following the last two Oilers games, so you would assume that they're following the Oilers as opposed to following the two teams that the Oilers were playing, but I have no idea. There's been talk that yes, he thinks that maybe a change of scenery would be better. Uh, He doesn't fit in a top-six role here and won't for a long period of time simply because their top six is tied up with big contracts and they're better hockey players so i have no idea Uh, i just hope that yes he has a uh, finds his game here and if it is to is to move on he finds his game somewhere else all right oilers take it six three
2: tonight dry sidle picked as the like this is the thing hyman gets a hat trick and four (laughs) points he's the third star mcdavid the second star <laughs> Try cycle the first star our fourth star is presented by jandell homes alberta's premier modular home retailer
3: do we give it to campbell oh i was gonna you, you and i we talked earlier it was gonna be d shore tonight we thought Devin Devin Shard- shore, i thought he worked pretty hard i thought he worked really hard tonight i don't think he gets enough love to me he's my pick for four star of the game
2: all right we can have uh, more than one oh the others win going away
3: so it's Campbell and Shore. Yeah. Okay. I like that. They
2: each, each got one. 7804960063. We have uh, Big Bad Joe on the line. We will go to Big Bad Joe, 7804960063. Joe, go ahead.
6: Hey, you guys. <clears throat> Good show again, okay, like usual. Uh, you know, today what happened was I have to disagree two times with Bob, Bob Stower. But I mean, for tonight's game, you know, you you look at Campbell that first shot though no no call he stop that because i was director. but i mean if campbell plays the way he plays tonight he was good he was not awesome or spectacular but he was good you know that's all about we need from him and if he can keep that up he's gonna be okay that's my point
3: well uh, the first goal wasn't a good goal uh, it, it did deflect but it didn't deflect like the other day we saw yamamoto deflection where the puck hit his stick at about two feet in the air, bounced off the ground and bounced up again. Those are the deflections that are impossible for a goaltender. Uh, I would think that, ro- that Jack Campbell would like that first one back. But he did. He played better as the game went on. He did make some big saves. I think this is a, uh, a building block for Jack Campbell. I think that for the Oilers to go on a run and challenge for the division, challenge for the conference, and eventually... Challenge in the playoffs to win a Stanley Cup, they're going to need both their goaltenders to play well, if not really well, uh, because there are some defensive lapses that the Oilers give up. So they need their goaltenders to to bail them out at times. So I don't. I think Jack Campbell is better than what we saw tonight, but I think this is a nice step in the right direction for Jack Campbell.
2: Yeah, I I think that goal. And again, like I said earlier, first shot, first game back Mm -hmm. after not playing since December first, and i i get what joe is saying yes deflections with with a goalie i, I think you often have to look at the body of work if yep. stewart skinner lets that in you're saying okay you know what one got through him out of the last 200 you know <laughs> shots or, or whatever with campbell it's more like oh man because after the, the the minnesota game he played a couple weeks ago we said okay Did he let in a bad goal? No, but there were two or three where you're thinking, okay, they can't all go in, right? So when a a shot like that goes through a goalie, even if it's deflected a little bit, especially how it went through, I mean, there wasn't a lot of room there. You know, I think it's going to get questioned and and talked about. But in the end, he got the victory.
3: Yeah, he did get the victory. But what, what I was impressed with was his response after that goal because he's a guy that has talked about how hard he is on himself and that has had struggles this year, and you worry that, oh no, I mean, he, yeah. I understand that he's, he's a pro and he's had success in the National Hockey League, but you, you're worried that, oh no, okay, all of a sudden this goes in, is this gonna set him back? Is he gonna fight the puck the rest of the way? Yeah. And instead you, you saw some big saves and some big saves right after that. So again, it was not Jack Campbell's best, but it was certainly a step in the right direction for Jack to get to what everyone expects from him and more so what he expects from himself. All right,
2: Campbell's performance tonight are quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Oilers beat the Predators six three, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Rocket is on the line. Hello Rocket, go ahead
7: don't necessarily want to talk about the hockey game. Uh just wanted to talk about nineteen ninety nine when I started working for the Edmonton Oilers as an IT guy. And uh, I gave Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer their first Blackberry, if you can believe that. And uh, my brother, who's on AISH, he's uh, a street person, plays the drums outside of Roger's place uh, and now has his own place and his own van and his own insurance with AMA. And I just want to say I'm grateful for all the Edmontonians that have supported him from Rexall Place
2: to the new building well I appreciate that rocket thanks and, and a good call at uh, at this time of year obviously a lot of edmontonians showing their generosity around christmas tonight and, and i think throughout the year as well 780-496-0063 oilers beat the predators 6-3 by the way washington got another one so they are up 6-2 on chicago here with five minutes left in the third we have frank on the certainty hotline as well frank how's your evening going hey
6: guys uh <clears throat> quite a quite a night for the nhl for uh tuesday uh congratulations to obi for joining the 800 club that's amazing very and, very small uh, club ain't it <laughs> <laughs> it is but uh you know he's 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 an exciting player and and uh Uh, Well worth the price of admission, if one might use that term. Also, uh, the Oilers had a great night. Uh, I was glad to see Campbell have a good one, especially since his uh, counterparts in uh, Toronto got a shutout tonight. Uh, you got to know that he's probably following that a little bit. And maybe the only thing missing tonight, because I thought he had a damn good game and, and I was... One of those guys that's ready to give up on him, Yasi Pugliarvi. Boy, if he could have gone old, it might have uh, just been, you know, the icing on the cake, if one might use that term. Uh, but what an, enjoyable, what an enjoyable night. And the last thing was uh, we watched uh, during the intermission, Evander Kane with a bunch of kids, and uh, they got to go shopping, and, and he did a... A fabulous job, and, and I gotta admit, I was one of the guys that was worried about him coming. But sometimes, when you give some guys a second chance, they come through flying colors. And he did an amazing job with a bunch of kids. Uh, some of them uh, used those uh, gift certificates to buy food, if you can believe it. And he noticed that and uh, gave them another 200 bucks to buy something for themselves. What a guy!
2: Yeah, what well, I, guy. I was very lucky because I had a Vander on my show, Inside Sports, one week ago tonight. Uh, for an interview he didn't want to talk a lot about that but we kind of previewed that something was uh, was coming up uh, Trent Brown with James H. Brown they're the title sponsor of my show Trent was involved with that as well so yeah that was uh, pretty cool and again good timing you know for Christmas to, to get out and do that
3: Yeah, I unfortunately didn't get to see all that but I, I look forward to reading and hearing all about uh, the good that Evander did for those young kids. Okay, let's check the scoreboard here. The Avalanche lead the Flyers
2: 3-1 with four minutes left in the third. Of course, it's presented by Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. 6-2 Washington over Chicago. Ovechkin got his 800th goal. He has a hat trick tonight. Two minutes left in the third. After the first, Sharks lead the Coyotes 2-1. Maple Leafs hammer the Ducks 7-0. Seven, nothing. Anaheim is here on Sunday for a two o'clock game against the Oilers. Panthers shut out the Blue Jackets four, nothing. Dallas wins four-one over the Devils. Rare uh, regulation loss for the Devils, only six on this season. The Sabers six goals in the third period. He was six, nothing over L.A.
3: Yeah, it, that's a funny one. It's zero-zero going into the third. One of those low-event hockey games, and you you go home and yeah, hey, I saw six goals today. I thought it was zero-zero after two. It was. Then Buffalo woke up. <laughs> but then again, B- Buffalo had a six-goal period. Yeah, that's a, right. A week ago, when Tage Thompson scored, was it four goals? Yeah, four goals in the first period, and they went. we up six nothing. So the Buffalo Sabers are feast or famine. Bruins beat the
2: Islanders four-three in a shootout. Lightning over the Kraken. 6-2. Stamp Coast now up to 16 goals on the season. Hurricanes shut out the Red Wings, 1-0. No one gave those two teams the memo there's supposed to be a lot of goals tonight. <laughs> well, I guess there were some shutouts, but uh, Hurricanes over the Red Wings, 1-0. Brady Shea got the only goal on that one. And it was the Golden Knights beating the Jets 6-5. It was 3-3 after two. The game winner by William... Well, actually, they got two goals... Well, Winnipeg got a goal with two seconds left. Yes. Marshall Show scored at 1744. Carlson scored at 1836. Shifley scored at 1958. Anyway, Golden Knights beat the
3: Jets 6-5. It's one of those weird ones where the, the Vegas em- Golden Knights scored into an empty net, and then... That'll be the game winner. The game yeah. winner, and then Winnipeg comes back and scores a late goal. And actually, Shifley's goal with two seconds left gave him a hat trick on the night. So there's a few hat tricks in the NHL tonight. None bigger And maybe in Zach Hyman's eyes, but none bigger than the one in Chicago, Alexander the Great, with his third goal of the night, gives him 800 in his career.
2: Oilers beat the Predators 6-3. Sir Robert, Alex, and Doug next in the batting order on the open line. This is Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Five, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chair. Parson on the left wing Tiosi winds up, doesn't shoot, gives it to Parson and his shot! The save made by
1: Campbell as that one was deflected right in front of the net by Forsberg. Good save by Campbell and he was
2: able to cover it. Yeah, Campbell stops 29 out of 32, leading the Oilers to a 6-3 win over the Predators. That is the save of the game for Crystal Glass called 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Back to Bridgestone Arena. Here's Campbell.
8: In the back to back and great to come away with two points. Did that first one go off Cody or because it dropped? From year to year. I'm not sure. It was just a tough way to start the game, you of course. Right oh, man. Yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is, but I thought everybody moved on and ended up being a real nice uh, evening. How hard is it to move on after that first shot goes in, though? As gold tether. Even if it's not a position well deflection. Yeah, I mean, you always want to keep them out of the net, and it's always frustrating when they go in, but, you know, uh, I think there was still 59 more minutes or whatever it was to go, and just got to keep going, so that's what we all did. Plus, the Nashville fans don't really take it easy on you, do they? Yeah, it's a great barn to play in. They uh, they bring, uh, you know, being American growing up, going to college games, it's kind of a college feel with uh, NHL fans, which, you know, obviously, the 20,000 people, they're super loud, and into the Game and it's a blast to come in and play. PK, PK in front of you tonight really strong, especially that 42nd, that, 5 on 3 there toward the end of the second kind of made made a big difference in the game. Yeah, yeah that was massive. I think it was one goal game and guys went out and uh, killed off a couple there in a row. And, uh, you know, I think that's the turning point in the game. Do you feel better in the net tonight than some of the other games you played? Like? Absolutely. That was much more myself, just uh, mentally and physically. That's, uh, you know, when I'm having fun out there. Physically, I'm usually uh, on my game. So the stuff you worked on with Dustin was obviously beneficial? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, definitely coming around, and we're going to continue to keep working. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. All right, that is Jack Campbell, and we should
2: mention this, Rob. We praised the power play. We rarely have had opportunities to praise the PK this year, mm-hmm. so we should do it. The Oilers were 5-for-5 five five on the penalty kill, including being two men down for 43 seconds in the second period when the game was 4-3.
3: Yeah, it was a big moment in this hockey game. Uh, If Nashville scores there, they have life. Uh, If they score early, they could not only tie the game, they actually have a power play to to take the lead in the game. And the Oilers did a very good job of uh, taking the best punches that Nashville had and and made a couple big saves. And actually, I think uh, Nugent Hopkins had a Good scoring opportunity uh, shorthanded on that one, too. So it's funny that the penalty killing has had some incredible nights this year. And they've had some horrific nights this year. It, very rarely do they have just. Uh, oh, we had got six power plays against, and we just gave up one. So it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. They've had feast or famine. Tonight was a, a feast, as their penalty kill was just as important, maybe even more important than their power play was, and a big reason they got two points. Six
2: three. The Oilers win it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Sir Robert is on the line. Sir Robert, go ahead, please.
1: Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Well, first of all, I want to say uh, congrats to Ovechkin for joining the uh, 800 club. And I'm going to quickly qu- quickly make a prediction on him right now before I get to my thoughts on the Euler game. 20 to 2024, 2025, Ovechkin passes Gretzky. Mark that down. Okay, cool. Thank you. And uh, So now, uh, so now to the game, obviously, that first goal on Campbell. Not great, but you know what? After that, I thought I thought Campbell was, I thought he was solid. Bounce back, made some big saves, some key saves. I thought, and obviously Hyman, nice to see him get his first hat trick. McDavid and Drysidle did what they do, and now, going to quickly touch on one thing here because they started seven and three, then they went three and seven, and then seven and three in this next ten game stretch. I and I'd like to maybe ask uh, ask this question to Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think seven and three in two two of the first three uh seven and three and two of the three first uh, two of the first three ten game segments to me that's pretty good what do you think about that rob
3: oh it is good i i've i said all along i believe that the others have a good team i believe the others are an automatic for the playoffs and have a good opportunity to challenge for not only the division title, but possibly uh, the conference title. Uh, They can outscore their mistakes. They've got a very good goaltender in Skinner and is hopeful that Campbell can get better and get back to the form that they had last year in Toronto. Uh, But just like every team, there's parts of the game they gotta get better at. And I think in the defensive end is the part that hurts them at times, but, I, they're, they're a good hockey club that are going to push uh, to win this division and as long as they their top two players stay healthy that's uh, but yeah I, I think they've the start to their season has been a little uneven but they certainly are trending in the right direction with uh, their last 10 games
2: yeah, the the next ten games are going to be St. Louis, Anaheim, Nashville, Dallas, Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle, Winnipeg, Seattle, New York Islanders. So playing Seattle again, playing Dallas again, playing Nashville again. Haven't seen Vancouver since the start of the season. Another road game against the Flames. So yeah, it's it's going to be a fun part. And we were talking during the uh, uh, during the game, b- Rob off air. You know, it's st- I know you don't look at the standings as much as I do, but you're starting to see a little bit of separation. Yep. You know, Anaheim, Chicago, Arizona, San Jose are pretty far back. Yeah, uh, and we expected them all to be. You know, it's uh, Vegas still good. Uh, well, coming into tonight, they were 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So they're,
3: but they're doing it. They've got a lot of injuries as well. Some top players are out of their lineup, yet they're finding a way to, to win. They had a big win tonight in, in Winnipeg. Uh, Vegas is good. They're a good team. I don't think Seattle's gonna be where they are right now. They're second in the division. I think they will fall off. And not that, uh, I just don't, I don't think they have the horses to, to be that team throughout the season. And the LA Kings have woeful goaltending. Their goaltending has been awful as they, they got beat badly again tonight. I think they lost six zip tonight.
2: Will the Oilers pass the Kings tonight in terms of points percentage?
3: So there you go. So uh, to me, the Oilers are going to be a team that they're going to battle with the Vegas Golden Knights. There's, there's going to be the haves and the have-nots pretty soon. At the 40-game mark in the Western Conference, there will be nine, possibly ten teams in the running for eight playoff spots. Yeah, probably. And, and the rest of the teams, I guess that would be the other six teams, will have fallen out of the race.
2: All right, 780-496-0063. Hyman Hattrick, Oilers over the Preds, 6-3. Alex is on the line. Hi, Alex. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I just want to quickly talk about Ovechkin. Yeah, I have no doubt he's going to pass Gretzky
9: as long as he stays healthy. And uh, I believe he is the best ever right now. I mean, he played in a much tougher scoring era than Gretzky did. And we all know the goaltending and the equipment and the style of goaltending back then was nowhere near what Ovechkin uh, had to face. And I think that's a no-brainer. He's the best. And I think he'll get 950. Can you imagine if he gets a thousand? Oh. That'll be a story. But it, I know, I know, that's crazy. But here's, here's what well. I'm uh, suggesting, guys. I'll ask you guys' opinion. There's two sweaters that have been retired in National Hockey League. That's number 99 and 66. Is that correct?
3: I'm not sure 66 got sure, retired. Yeah, I'm not sure Mario's is. Uh, Gretzky's is, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure Mario's is.
9: I'm not too sure either. i got to check that one. But okay, so if Ovechkin, if he breaks Gretzky's record, and I think he's going to do it, and if he gets something crazy like 950, would you consider retiring his sweater in the hey. National Hockey League?
3: Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's quite a question. Yeah, that is a really, really good question. Um, well, uh, yeah, I guess you would have to consider it, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, the only number, I'm just double-checking here, the only number retired by all NHL teams is 99 Now, that's also an unusual number to wear anyway. I think Brian Lawton tried it, didn't he? No, he came with 98. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, eight's eight's a more common number. I'm just seeing how many teams already have retired the number eight anyway. uh, Solani for the Ducks, Neely for the Bruins, and uh, Bill Goldsworthy for the Stars and Frank Finnegan for the Ottawa Senators and Barkley Plager for the St. Louis Blues. So you I don't know. That's uh that's that's a really interesting question. I don't think that they would do that, but there might be, I mean, obviously if he got 1000 goals. That's still, did you change the
3: Richard trophy to the Ovechkin trophy? <laughs> uh, yeah, you could. Uh, the the Rocket Ovechkin trophy, combine the two. Yeah, something like that. Uh it is it is absolutely incredible that he's do what he's doing right now at the age he's doing it. I mean, he's on pace for another 50 goal season, which you're not supposed to be able to do at age 36, 37 or what he is. So uh, in, absolutely incredible. And I love it, storylines. It, I love, story I love uh, things going around the National Hockey League that you can keep your eye on and, and be amazed at. And over the next uh, two years, you're gonna see the, the countdown for Ovechkin is whether or not he can catch Wayne Gretzky. And Wayne Gretzky, I was just, just reading an article on it, Wayne Gretzky says he says he no doubt in his mind that Alex Ovechkin is going to break his record. It's just a matter of when.
2: All right, so Ovechkin is up to uh, 800 goals. Dreisaitl now has 21 this season after getting two tonight, along with three assists. Here's Leon.
10: Uh, what was it like to kind of have personal and team success tonight? Uh, yeah, I'll just talk about this, the, the team success. Uh, it's, not, it's not about me. Um, lots of great performances tonight. Um, we're swimming a little bit there in the second, but other than that, I thought it was pretty pretty solid effort, really good in the third. Soupy was amazing, so um, big two points for us. What did you think of your line? Um, uh, yeah, not bad. He's all right. <laughs> How satisfying was it to get Zach his first career hat trick? Yeah, I just found out. Uh, I I actually didn't know, but um, yeah, it's always great to see. Uh, those those milestones are, are amazing. Um, always fun to be a part of. Uh, he was great tonight, um, hounding it, and and you know, obviously being strong as a bull on it uh, as always, as we all know him. So, uh, great game from him. He said he got one. He hadn't thought he got one against
5: Pittsburgh, but. Uh, Offside or something, to Yamamoto. So it's been a while, but he was very thrilled to get it. I mean, you remember your first hat trick? Yeah,
10: uh, like, uh, a lot of players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's a special night. Uh, you know, it doesn't happen too much for most guys, at least. Um, part of that group Uh, but um, no it's 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 great to see him uh, get three goals you know he's such a such a big part of our team Um, does so many little things well so um, it's always great to to see guys like that you know um, get rewarded for their work and you said last time that you didn't take too much um
5: scoring against one team repeatedly doesn't mean all that much every team every player sometimes has one team where they look at the schedule and says like oh, really play well against that team is this
10: just your team uh, yeah I mean again I may, maybe yeah um, it just seems seems to go my way um, there's other teams that you know sometimes you struggle against a little bit and um, every player has their team so um, but big Big two points for us, which is uh, a lot more important. How much was the team kind of
9: cheering, if if that's the right term, for Jack Campbell just to kind of get back in there and and show the kind of keeper that he?
10: Uh, Yeah, great. Uh, I thought he was really good. Uh, I thought he kept us in it for uh, a a bit of the time there. Uh, We were we we were kind of swimming. I thought he was he was solid. Um, You know, I think he's he's coming. He's he's getting better and better. And um, you know, we trust him 100%. And and I think he's he's shown that tonight. Um, He's going to be. Big big part for a group.
2: Thanks, thanks, John. All right, that is Leon Drysaddle. Just a routine five point night against Nashville, thirty points in his last ten games against the Predators, twenty goals and ten assists. The Oilers are now seventeen and thirteen on the season. They beat Nashville six-three. We're going to get to Doug and Rob. We got to get in a quick timeout first. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers hockey
2: is brought to you by
0: Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins. On Oilers Radio, 6:30. Chad, Chicago Zone. Blackhawks starting another turnover in front, and Mantha feeding it to Kuznetsov, and Mrazek diving. A shot. They score, and it's Alex Ovechkin, and it's 800 goals in the National Hockey
2: League. There it is. A little bit of history tonight in Chicago from the Capitals radio network. He gets to 800. He gets a hat trick, and the Capitals win the game as well. 7-3 is the final. So 800 goals, only third player to get there. His next goal will tie Gordy Howe, and he's slowly trying to reel in. Well, maybe not slowly. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> maybe this time next year he'll have it. Who knows? Uh, shooting for Gretzky's all-time record of eight ninety-four. So that was the call of that one. Meanwhile, here on six thirty, Chad, the Oilers pretty good offensive performance. Three goals in the first period, two in the second, one in the third. They beat the Predators six-three. Zach Hyman. First career hat-trick. we got to say, Doug and Rob, you're coming up right away. I've just got to quickly, like how Hyman got the hat-trick. Deflection, not giving up on a puck in the crease, jamming it in underneath the guy, and then racing Yossi and outreaching him and knocking the puck about 50 feet into the empty
3: net. He, he scored Zach Hyman goals. Yeah. It's, it, I know that, was it Louis that said dogged? And I think that's a great description of Zach Hyman. I'm not sure there's anyone on the team you cheer harder for to have success than Zach Hyman because there's not anyone on the team that works harder than Zach Hyman. Good on him getting his first goal. Hat-trick, this is a guy that's a National Hockey League player. has had all the success, but this, the joy and the smile on his face when that puck went in for his first ever NHL hat-trick, as, as Leon said, those moments are special, and it was special tonight for Zach Hyman.
2: All right, we got Doug on the Certainty hotline. Go ahead, Doug.
11: Hey Rob Reed. how you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah, listen, I know we're up against the clock, so I'll be quick here. Um, you're talking about Jesse earlier on in the program. You know, that's a guy that I've been, you know, I've been cheering for him ever since he got here. I, I just want this guy to succeed so bad. Uh, to me, he's got everything in a player that you want as far as the physical, the size, uh, all that kind of fun stuff, right? Rob, you were saying it's it may be time. It may be time for him to you know, for him and for the owners to make a move and, uh, you know, get his career out going on somewhere else. I thought, well, okay, that's the case, fine, Danny. But I I personally, I just can't see a a one-for-one deal out there for him. I just don't. But I thought, well, okay, fine, maybe, you know, down the road here, he becomes part of a package deal of some sort. But then again, uh, your buddy, uh, (laughs) Bob Stoffer has been saying a couple of times in the past, uh, mentioning about uh, Anaheim and uh, potentially Jesse. And lo and behold, while I'm holding for you guys here, my phone starts going about Verbeek hanging around the orders with Kenny Holland, the general yep. manager from Anaheim. And there's some talk uh, about Jesse and, uh, uh, from Anaheim as Comto's character. So I don't know. I, I just can't
2: see Le it. Comptoir.
11: Yeah, come to us. Yeah. 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 Now, he's been hurt back and forth, uh, you know, physical guy, but uh he's been back and forth to the miners, but when he plays, he's physical. So I'm not saying that that's there. That's just what I'm seeing and maybe you saw the same thing. So maybe there is a one-for-one deal. I don't know.
2: It is interesting too and thanks, Doug. That it's obviously a storyline. Who knows? We could wake up to a trade tomorrow morning. Um sometimes these trades literally take months to complete because we've we've heard interviews with managers mm-hmm. in the past. Oh, there's a trade in February. We started talking yeah. in the summer. We we were talking at last year's deadline about doing this. So I'm glad Doug brought that up. Uh, you and I don't dive too deeply into trade rumors because we could list off. Uh, Comptois got five goals, no assists in, in, in 19 games this season. He did have a 33-point season a couple of years ago, um, former second-round pick. So who knows it's uh, that's going to be something to watch for sure and I, and I do hope whether it's here or somewhere yes he feels like a good productive nhl player because yeah. clearly his confidence is,
3: is shaking your... here he wants to be a top six player it's never going to happen in edmonton
2: rob i'm sorry we're tight for time but you got about a minute here to fire away hey guys how's it going yeah good
12: okay good just want to make sure you can hear me hey i just want a little bit about uh Heim. you know what i hey, just shut up you know? <laughs> Uh, boy, the dog is the parked <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> anyway, I, I just wanted to say, you know what? You know, everybody goes on and on about, you know, Adonis' contract or whatever's going on. I tell you what, what when when we signed Hyman, I I, I I couldn't have been the happiest guy. Like, And I was so ecstatic to have him, to see him get his... You know, because everybody was thinking, well, maybe it's just a Toronto thing. You know, maybe he just had success there. But I was so happy to, you know, just to see his success in Edmonton and couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, just, I, I'm just happy. I, I think he's the hardest working order. I mean, I know, I mean you know, we love our dry sidles and our Mick but my God, that, that Hyman is something special. I, yeah. I tell you, I, I would take, I would take, a whole lineup of him um anyway that's just the one thing and i uh, last thing uh that special that was on with Evander Kane uh for a guy that was um you know we were really worried about or a lot of some people were I wasn't that concerned but um my god like he's he's come into this community and I just I feel like he's like I, I think he actually loves Everton. like it's, it's amazing like for, coming from san jose uh incredible i know i know he's from vancouver originally but i mean like he actually loves it here at least that's the way it seems like i'm not sure you know like why he'd be doing well, all that i think, that he's, I think he's working
2: at fitting in right like you got to put the work into right and i think he's doing that rob good call man thank you okay we gotta go Oilers ring up the Predators 6-3. Next game broadcast Thursday, 5:30. Face-off show game at seven. Oilers host uh, host the Blues. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy. I'm having Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.